a common sense reality check for both the left and the right. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. Where is that line between facing the consequences for what you've done and so-called cancel culture that won't forgive any mistake or won't forgive any offense? We're going to talk about that in about 14 minutes. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. So here's a question. Is it really about the earth? Washington Examiner writer Brad Palumbo is challenging a lot of environmental activists in his recent column. The climate change protests are a Trojan horse for socialism. And Brad joins me now. Hey, Brad, thanks for the time. Hey, thanks for having me. Now, it's one thing to debate, you know, the realities versus the myths when it comes to environmental, uh, whether it's climate change or global warming or whatever it is you want to call it. That's changed throughout the years. Uh, But I do think it's interesting that we're seeing so much push for policy that you would think would be unrelated to the actual environment. And, and I think you're right. I picked up on what you've written about here, and that is we are seeing environmentalism and socialism being intertwined in the way it's presented. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's part of the problem, because we can't have a good faith debate about climate change when the left and the left wing activists pushing this debate aren't actually interested in in climate change, or at least not exclusively. You know, so I'm reporting out of Washington, D.C., where I write for the Washington Examiner. And just a quarter mile down the street from our office, there was one of these shut down D.C. protests. And I have to tell you, walking by there, you see them with their banners, capitalism must end. When you look at the website for the organization that that hosted the D.C. protest, it says co-sponsored with Democratic Socialists of America. So this is not just some environmentalist movement that just cares about the environment, because conservatives should care about that, too. Uh, This is very much a left-wing movement that is attached to kind of the Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Green New Deal, new socialist agenda. So one thing that I think is a serious problem with this conversation about these protests that are going around the country this week is that we can't buy into the myth that they're about the environment. They might be a little bit, but they're more so about a left-wing socialist agenda. Have we gotten to the point where we are having two different conversations? I mean, you mentioned, you know, conservatives wanting to preserve the environment. We all want clean air. We all want clean water. I think we all want to be good stewards of what we're doing. So it seems to me it's not even so much a matter of we just have different ideas how to do it. I think we're having two completely different conversations. I think we are, uh, and there's two reasons for that. You have bad actors on the left, Uh, who are pushing over-the-top apocalyptic predictions and rhetoric about climate change. Everything will end in 10 years, irreversible catastrophe in 12 years, et cetera, et cetera. That's obviously over the boat. That is just not true. That is not substantiated. And if you disagree with them at all a little bit, they'll call you a climate denier, anti-science, or whatever. But then you have some people on the conservative right who want to act like there's no problem at all, we shouldn't do anything, and they don't care about the environment. Uh, they won't acknowledge any any degree of climate change. And so we're having these two completely different conversations because we are not, unfortunately, able to just have a real conversation about, okay, there are problems here. What policy makes sense without leaping to doomsday or denial? Your article is called The Climate Change Protests Are a Trojan Horse for Socialism, which you can find at uh, WashingtonExaminer.com. And you you look at a number of the 
activists who were in that shutdown that you were just talking about, you know, the the weirdo who was twerking the the sign that says, you know, <laughs> capitalism, yep. yeah, the capitalism, you know, must end and all that kind of stuff. It's not hard to find the truly extreme weirdos in any rally on the left or the right, although I think they're more on the left right now, at least. Uh, so how represented of it, of the entire movement, is that extreme left, at least right now in 2019? Yeah, I know you definitely have a point. Like, I don't want I don't want um, you guys to think that everybody in this movement is as crazy as the dude in the viral video twerking and throwing confetti. But what I will say is this: the group hosting it, Shut Down Washington D.C., is the name of the group. They have a website, and you can go to that website and you can look at a list of demands. So I think it's fair to judge the entire movement based on the list of demands on the official organization's website. And those demands are as radical as it comes. They include abandoning all fossil fuels. It includes full adoption of the Green New Deal. And uh, for those who don't know, inside the Green New Deal, it's not just climate change policies. It's socialist everything, socialist health care, universal government jobs for everyone who wants them. Uh, all, it's re- retrofitting and rebuilding every house in the country. It really is a socialist grab bag of things that don't have a lot to do with climate, and it is fully endorsed by the official demands of this movement. So I do think it's fair to say that, well, no, not all the climate activists are twerking and throwing confetti or marching around with capitalism must end posters. They all are marching as part of a broader movement that is basically calling for a socialist agenda on their official platform. And by the way, for those who have not seen that video of the guy twerking, I beg you, never go look it up because you cannot get it out of your head once you've seen it. It's an awful thing. And Brad, you and I have to live with that now for the rest of our lives, I'm just saying. So Yeah, we've been traumatized by it, but hopefully your listeners won't have to be. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now, let me go on, because some of the language that you use in this, uh, I have heard um, you know, from others, and I'll be really honest, I, the more I hear it, the more I think you're right, and that is the climate cult as you call it. And I, I'm really tempted to start calling it that myself. But when you say something like people say, well, you're just a corporate, uh, you know, shill and, and you don't care about dirty water and, and you don't care about the next generation. But the fervor with which people are doing this activism is is just really weird, in my opinion. And that's one of the reasons, as we, as we mentioned, that we can't have a good faith or rational conversation about what to do about whatever the problems are, you know, once we figure out what's real and what's not. I do think it's a cult. I'm going to say that. I'm not afraid to use that word. I think that Greta, uh, I think that Greta Thunberg is being viewed as a cult hero in that she is obviously, you know, a smart and passionate uh, young woman. But I think that she's being taken advantage of by her parents and by other people who are propping up a 16-year-old with challenges uh, to advance their personal political agenda. But when you look at some of the, the people that follow her, the way that they prey on her every word and just take it as gospel, and when you look at the rhetoric she uses about how people have destroyed their generation's yeah. dreams, and all this, it's so apocalyptic and it's so extreme and the adherence to it is so devout that I don't think there's anything wrong with calling it a cult. Uh, and I know that I know that obviously it's extreme language and it's a little bit provocative, but sometimes you have to call things out for what they are. And the devotion to kind of the far left apocalyptic rhetoric on climate change, it really is cult-like. 
Okay, Brad, we've got about a minute left, and most of the stations that carry this program are are conservative talk stations, so let's talk to that audience right now. Uh, The people who are center-right or on the right who really do care about conservation, but they have no interest in getting involved in either a solution or a debate or a conversation because of how extremist and how socialist the environmental movement has become. What do they do from here? I mean, if they're not going to engage with that extremist uh, element of this, then what what can we do? So conservative listeners should reject the Green New Deal, reject socialism out of hand. But what they shouldn't do is flip to the opposite extreme. You should still be open to talking about climate change and talking about reasonable solutions to reduce emissions, like, for example, cutting uh, government socialist subsidies to coal plants or expanding nuclear power, which is the most efficient, least expensive, and lowest emissions form of energy we have. So what we have to do is focus on conservative organizations that are doing this work, conservative leaders with ideas and conservative policies. Don't just flip to the opposite script because the left's so crazy on this issue. All right, Brad, really appreciate the time. And I am one of those who is highly skeptical of uh, the claims of global warming and man-made climate change. But that's why we have these exact conversations so that we can find solutions because we know there are damages being done to local environments at the very least. So people want to be in touch with you, uh, follow what you're writing. What's the best way to do it? They can go to my Twitter page. It's twitter.com slash Brad underscore Palumbo. And you write for the Washington Examiner, which is at WashingtonExaminer.com. Brent, really appreciate the uh, perspective today. Thanks so much. Have you had enough of the so-called cancel culture? Well, we're talking mistakes, being offended, forgiveness, and frankly, what it all says about our culture right now. It's just ahead on American Viewpoints. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT, G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave Dad, you're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council Did you like what you heard on the show or did my guest get it totally wrong? Or maybe I got it wrong. Either way, hear it again and share our discussions through the American Viewpoints podcast. I'm Mike Ferguson, and every segment of this show is posted as a podcast. Find it on Simplecast or Spotify, Radio Public, iHeart, or pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. A new podcast is posted every Monday through Thursday, so subscribe and keep the conversation going.